Hey guys. What's poppin'? Hey snobbies, welcome to the snobs, the film snobs. This is a new topic. Jared, bring us in. Hello guys. Hi. Um, I don't know what the topic is. Last week there was a discussion about it, and then Ricky picked a movie, and I wasn't there for the discussion, and Ricky's gone, so I don't know. This is the most impromptu version of the film snobs. Ricky threw us a curveball today. I'm filling in for Ricky right now. He literally literally said, hey guys, let's do rock movies. (laughs) (laughs) To which I only thought of rocks, not like rock music, I guess. It could be either. Hey, I want to shout out Billy Hansen. Everyone go to YouTube. Go to More Pie. That's P-I- Billy Hansen, you know that Prius that got struck by lightning that's going around the internet? That's Billy Hansen, former film snob guest. Billy Hansen went viral. He was in his Prius, storm chasing. It got struck by lightning, and his car died from it. He had to get towed. (laughs) He's doing okay. So, yeah, so Ricky said, hey, let's let's do reflections. Is that what we're doing? What the Reflections? Oh, so we're watching Mulan five times? Yeah, we're going to. Oh, my God. It's Juliette Binoche. <laughs> Staring back at me. That's Juliette Binoche, uh, but not yeah, uh, we Reflection. Movies with reflections, Ricky, is that right? Reflections? Here it's like comes. in my mirror. Oh, oh my mirror, look like back at me. Sorry, guys, oh. I'm late. I'd give you an excuse about like traffic, but wow. you know, I just came wow. back from upstairs. Oh, wow. Ricky. Oh. Wow. Hey. That was very cool. Welks. I hate it here. Oh, hey, we got a guest. We have a guest. We got a guest. Who? Uh, It's me. Hey, Ricky. It's not you. (laughs) What's up, bud? It's Skylar. Oh, s***. Hey, are you a three-timer, or what is this? Uh, Technically, three-time, yeah. (laughs) Hey, Skylar. Skylar, what are we watching right now, man? Right now? We're, oh, yes. Is yes! That, is that mute behind yes! us? <laughs> We're watching Ceramics of Ilza, and it, it, let me tell you something, Yikes. okay? Yikes. masterpiece, this. <laughs> <laughs> Directed right by off the, the bat, Andres right. Wajda, who also did Diamonds and uh, a couple other good movies. That's big. Diamonds of Night. I, I get two. I get well, two curse speaking words. Speaking of masterpieces, <laughs> we Ashes are kicking off with the, the first week of Reflections. Um, with the movie we just watched, 2010 Certified Copy, yes. a film written and directed by the late Iranian filmmaker Abbas Kiristami. Uh, it stars the French goat Juliette Binoche and. <laughs> the French goat. <laughs> I can't say I disagree. That's phenomenal. That's the best thing She's ever. She's a sexy goat. I'm, I'm uh, just going to say it right here. <laughs> right off the top. And opera singer turned actor for the first time acting in a movie, William Schimmel. It's his first time acting. First time Dude, acting in a movie. I That makes sense. And <laughs> that's pretty rude. Um, <laughs> the movie follows a an author, played by William. Uh, who meets basically a French woman in Tuscany and the two begin to kind of travel around the city and talk about art and life and how copies work and their importance. And as the day progresses, they kind of move through the stages of what feels like a long-term relationship that is supposedly over the course of 15 years. Um, And on the way, this film kind of just raises a lot of interesting questions about, um, yeah, the philosophy of art and love and relationships through its kind of puzzling narrative um, but I, I feel like it has this 
emotionally resonant kind of observative core to it following these two lives so hmm. um certified copy i'd love to hear your guys's initial impressions um or if it's your second time viewing your second initial impressions the copy of your initial impressions oh, the copy oh! Of your copy. oh that was good i enjoyed from that. the latin orarist we'll, we'll go eric we'll go counterclockwise cool um this is the copy of my initial impression i um was definitely looking at it through a lens of my first impression being kind of confusion and not entirely sure what was going on but also recognizing kind of like the meta conversation of copies and the many reflections literal reflections going on in this film um which were super interesting um definitely noticing more of those on the second viewing um but yeah just the second viewing lens just being like okay i remember how i felt the first time and i'm just like processing all the events and their conversations and the context the second time um yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm like <laughs> more clear. <laughs> I think I'm a little more clear. Uh, I remember s seeing this for the first time in our basement. Yeah, and we had a, a pretty, pretty long conversation. I like having conversations with Jared afterwards because it it um, helps clear a little bit up. But I remember him being purposely vague <laughs> and ambiguous. He's like, I'm not going to say anything about it. <laughs> I was like, you I wanted, suck. You, wanted <laughs> you to think about it. Yeah, Eric, you still look pretty opaque to me. So, Was that a joke? Yeah, opaque <laughs> is the opposite of clarity. No. Cool guys. Um, in uh, digital terms, at least. Jerry, your thoughts? In all terms. No, I think that's only a Microsoft Paint thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> What about the ceramic pigeon? Man. I know these ceramics are awesome. I, yeah, I like them a lot. I thought this was nine minutes long. Is this almost over? <laughs> They're all making pigeons. I look know, at it. Look sweet. at that. And look at those. They're, They're all, all making copies. Uh, oh. The end. The end. Oh, no. oh okay. Oh bummer. I think we should restart it. That's Jared, what I think we should do. Your thoughts, Jared? Yeah. So this is a snobs. It's me. It's Jared Klavenstein. I'm a film snob. I've been here since day one. Oh my god. Um, we really need to stop saying that. I want to. I'm Number here to say that we got a certified five-star masterpiece on our hands in Kirostami's certified copy. This is copyception for me because I've seen this about five times now. Um, Abbas Kirostami is one of the greats. I think his last, a lot of people like his Iranian New Wave stuff. Um, I think his last three movies are actually his best certified copy, like Someone in Love and 24 Frames. They're like a holy trilogy of a an elderly director who's making next level art but yeah this movie for me is quite i think it's maybe on a personal level the most profound relationship movie eh, at least that i feel like having not been in a relationship when i saw it it helped me understand uh a man woman relationship more and actually watching it now being in a relationship for over two years i stand by that statement um it's beautiful it's philosophical um, and it's complex, but also not at the same time. It doesn't need to be picked apart to be understood, I don't think. So, yeah, I'm all in. I'm on board. Abbas, wish you weren't dead because you were on a tear before you died, man. Great movies. 
And I'm gonna I'm gonna start over ceramics from Ilsa because please, please, it's a great background for the pot. You have no did you, idea how much I enjoyed that. Did you say Did you say this movie helped you understand a man woman relationship more? Oh yeah. Okay, I thought I heard there are like things we'll talk about it later. But there's like yeah, we'll one, a couple moments where I'm like I understood that rationally, but seeing it in this movie made my heart understand it. If that makes sense, right? Fair enough. You don't have a heart. I wow. do, Ricky. Oh it's my It's got gosh. four chambers. Heavens to Betsy. Beautiful. One of them's not reserved for you. Caleb. Mine has 36 chambers. Uh, Ricky's a cow. <laughs> is, he, is your heart a shallow like temple? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Seven hearts. <laughs> my heart has 36 chambers. Oh, which one has the secrets? Oh. Hashtag crimes of Grindle door. <laughs> Speaking of Grimbledore, <laughs> Caleb, what, you, what were your thoughts? Hi, guys. Oh, hey, buddy. It's Grimbledore here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Grimbledore's castle. This is my second time seeing Certified Copy. I think I was with you guys when you watched it in the basement. I remember watching it at Prospect. Yeah, you were um, there. And, yeah, I think the first time you're watching it, you're just trying to, I don't know, just follow along with what's happening. And I wish I would have had my second viewing like a month after, mm. not like two or two and a half years after, because I think there's still stuff. I was like, wait, wh- I want to remember what was said at the beginning so that can kind of inform what's being said now, um, because there's a lot that you have to like keep track of a little bit. But I love how slow paced it is. A lot of times, I think with something like this, someone can get kind of bored of like, okay, they're just walking and talking, but I really enjoyed it. Um of just that slow pace and making you kind of sit with the characters as they're walking along um, just the streets of Italy. And I think after the first viewing, I had thoughts on, okay, I think this is what's going on. And now I might have different thoughts. Mm. I could go either way. So I'm excited to see what this con- how this conversation goes. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of different ways you could take kind of what's going on um, with the characters. But also I'm, I'm excited for us to talk about art in general and um copies of art and what makes art art i think that's a fun conversation to have after watching this oh yeah can wicked go on tour i don't that i don't know you (laughs) i don't i don't i don't want to hear anything you have to say about wicked (laughs) ethan go ahead (laughs) that was wicked awesome wicked Wicked did you see that by the way did you see the ceramics of the two chickens fighting that was phenomenal i saw that yeah 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 yeah. ceramic strange little short film that man is beautiful right there look at him he's holding pliers up to his nipple look at that That yeah this is good podcast material ethan because they can see it um (laughs) this is my first viewing of it i wasn't sure what i still wasn't i didn't really read much about it i just went in kind of as blind as i could have um yeah i I don't know if i liked it um (laughs) i think it was interesting um so it, it kept me like wondering like oh what's going on here um and then it just ended and i was like okay (laughs) so i kind of liked that it wasn't like a big oh i don't know if this is it's not really a spoiler but there's nothing like too twist twisty that happens that i'm like oh you know so i thought that was interesting um and i yeah um i liked it i guess but yeah i don't know i can't say i loved it you sound uncertain fied 
Maybe we'll get into this, oh. but I think there is a big twist. <laughs> I think Sorry, there is a, a, a big like flip. Yeah, halfway through the movie. What a twist! Structurally, but we can, it's we very can talk about it. No, we're not going to talk about it. Actually, actually, as soon as we all go, we're just going to end the podcast right here. Yeah. So hurry Done. up. Oh, okay. All right, listen, listen. All right, so I think my initial reaction is my favorite part of the whole movie. Had to be the cat, for sure. Oh, thank you. Oh, dude, you're so welcome. Yeah, for sure. More listen. cats than Eric's movie about cats. <laughs> I actually played the cat in Certified Cop. It was the same cat, <laughs> so no. Okay. Okay. Can I talk, guys? I'm about to leave this podcast. Yes, Skyler, we're saying, not giving you your respect due. So we, listen, I, I, I thought something was going to happen too, right? Like every time that they would switch the cameras from driving in the car, <laughs> I thought another car was going to swerve in front of them and they were just going to hit them. Mm. That's what, what for some reason movie I was like, that's not that kind of movie. Yeah. I kind of get that though. Anytime you know? there's a scene in a car like that, I do get a little bit of anxiety <laughs> of someone's going to get hit. Expected something copy. to go down. I do, I do definitely, I resonate with that. And then, I don't know, I just feel like, in general, that was just a really unhealthy relationship, you know what I mean? I just, I don't, but also, I kind of, I don't know, I mean, I'm not, I'm single, I haven't been married before, so I could be wrong on that, but, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're dismissed. Yikes. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Grinky, what are guys. your initial thoughts? Biggie, biggie, biggie. Um, my second initial thoughts. So I watched this about two years ago and watched it by myself. And then kind of like, I just remember like being enthralled by its kind of swirly puzzle of a narrative a bit. And like, I, I, I went through my notes this morning and I had like a, a little book that I wrote of Whoa. just my thoughts. Um, and now I'm going to recite all of it to you right now. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Don't. We don't, no, no one needs that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Not like when it's relevant. Just today like all is May 19th. Oh, okay, cool. 2020. All right. It's happening. I had oatmeal for breakfast. No, oh, this uh, is way too descriptive. Oatmeal. Yeah, this is good. Um, no. But yeah, and then I remember, I think Jared, we like met up and chatted for like an hour after that. And I remember oh, really? it being a very enthralling conversation about the, the movie. And I don't remember really what we talked about at all, but I remember it being fun. <laughs> so It's a fun movie to talk about. Yeah, so hopefully this conversation is <laughs> you're a boring person to talk to. <laughs> yeah, he me? just kept shrugging at me and staring. <laughs> And he kept speaking in Italian. I completely (laughs) believe that as well. Like, he would totally just be like, I don't know. You can form your own opinions about this. Try to guide people into um, discovery rather than being the one who. So does Ricky usually. Yeah. So, anyways, I thought, yeah, I just think it's really interesting. I like the beginning half, I think, focuses a little bit more on the, the, like, that idea of art and copies and all all of that kind of mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know philosophy about art which i think is really fascinating and i thought very thought-provoking even taking that outside of the film's context and just kind of like continuing down that line of thought um so that's that was fun to think about and then i think the second half more so focuses on the relationship more so or i think it almost like applies what they like philosophize in the first half more and so i yeah i think once you get into that i think like as jared was saying it's like an interesting picture i guess of relationship and kind of men and women in that and um yeah happy to talk more about that but um first off then i think yeah as i said with the first half being a little more um 
kind of starting off talking about the man's book in the movie called Certified Copy, and that's the title of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, what do you guys think it's called this? And what's like the deal with this movie's obsession about copies? Well, I mean, it's it's saying. Caleb <laughs> like, looked like, like he was about to speak for five seconds. Caleb took like a giant breath. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. He's like, but then I'm copying someone else. Basically. Um, no, I mean, it's it's positing the idea that like a copy has as much intrinsic value and worth as the original. And what is an original? But like you know they talk about the mona lisa being an original piece of art but isn't that a copy of of the um the muse um <laughs> pass it to you oh I, I didn't know if you're okay no, i was done um yeah i guess you said what i was kind of gonna say in cool that, like <laughs> yeah what is a copy of a work of art just as valuable as the you're, original you're or copying what i'm saying yeah i know yeah. I, I, I really had nothing to add but yeah <laughs> I, you guys I, I think the copy of an art is intrinsically as valuable as Damn the it. original art itself well, well, but like I, and it, i think a copy of no <laughs> it asks the question and do i think this i don't know um why don't you know well, let's let's be specific, right? He says the copy is valuable insofar as it allows you to trace it back to the original. That's what he says when he's speaking. Yeah, well, I don't think a copy would be any more valuable than the original. But see, I like I like my I like my pair of shades that I get from Amazon for ten dollars that are exactly the same as Ray Bans for one hundred and eighty, and they're more valuable to me because when I lose them or break them, it doesn't hurt my feelings, and it doesn't make me feel like I'm an idiot for buying something expensive. Oh, so you like to you like to buy those to judge other but people? I, that I don't buy about Ray-Bans. consumerism and not art. Yeah, I don't think that's a copy. That's not the I same think, thing. It's a, copy. it's a variation. It's absolutely a copy. I think it's a variation. It's exactly the same as a Ray-Ban sun. Glass, okay, it's just less. Let's take this. Let's say I, Eric, I have the original manuscript. Yep. Of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yes. Would you rather have that or a nice hardcover? <laughs> uh, uh, for its intrinsic value, who cares? For money, you take the original because that's what the world p- places value on. But like for me, I don't care. I just want to go to the no, 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 no. Not know? for not for monetary reasons. But I think it'd be cool no, to I'm put not, in. Yeah, monetary. I think I think it'd be kind of cool to put it in like a glass bookcase or something like that. I think it'd be sweet. You should do that with the Lion Witch in the wardrobe that you have. Mm-hmm. Because the words are the same. Yeah. But if I so yeah, but I mean I, they even make the same point. What if I had like a painting? of the Mona Lisa, like the actual painting, and then I had a perfect, complete copy of that, like, is one actually more valuable in it, in its experience of looking at the painting, or is one... Yeah, with painting, it's different, right? Because there's actual, like, texture and structure. But I'm saying, like, the copy is the same texture and structure. Oh, yeah, no, give me either one. Who yeah. cares? It goes down to belief, right? Like, in the, in the, in the movie where they were, like this this thing that was believed to be the original was actually a copy and for 200 years yeah, 200 and people years. believed that it was the original and then they found out it was the fake and they still put the fake in glass they're like this is our mona lisa basically and it was uh yeah it's just really interesting that it was like does belief does belief change that where it's just like you believe that this is the original and then when information comes out that it's a fake do you now think that it's worthless 
or less it makes me wonder too right like how much of the stuff that we perceive to be originals currently aren't originals you know what i mean just right. like in the world like for example yeah. in despicable me whenever that one guy <laughs> replaced the pyramid nobody would have known until that fat kid fell on it you know what i mean <laughs> They'd still be thinking it was you real. You know what? Right now. That's better than my Ravens. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a one. good that's a good example. I've never I seen like that. I like that. That's, that's that. a great example. That's a great example. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes one fat kid to fall on. <laughs> it just takes one. I do not condone. All the fat what? kids listening to this we, podcast. We watch heavyweights already. You're all <laughs> we need you implicated. <laughs> Backhand? No way. <laughs> what am I implicated in? It just goes to show you that fat kids are loved too. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, I think for just for me personally, um, I think the art conversation doesn't really like things like Narnia manuscript is interesting, but I'm not compelled. I don't. I don't know C.S. Lewis. Mm. And so that to me is important. Like if I knew C.S. Lewis, then I'd really care. But like I have an original uh, painting from a friend named pa- Patrick Kochnaz. Shout out Patrick. Um, th- that I love looking at it. And I can see the brush strokes. I can see mm. the texture, you know, and it's like I can imagine him painting it. And I like that because I know him, he's my friend, and I know how much work he puts into each painting. Right. But if someone I didn't know took that exact exact painting and painted it exactly the same way, I really wouldn't care about it because it's like, I don't know that other person. So value for you is relational rather than uh, the beauty and truth of the object itself. 100%, because I have a friend who also, he was a short story writer and I don't have his journals with those, but he typed all his short stories up, bound it, and gave it to me for Christmas. I remember you saying that. And it's yeah. one of my treasured, most treasured gifts ever. <clears throat> but like, if the middleman then, like it's a different middleman, but they give you the exact same <coughs> object, doesn't it still have value because it's like what was originally intended through the art itself? I mean, not to me. <laughs> Okay. Right. I, I, it almost well, reminds me of like like whenever like uh, an artist, like a music artist that I don't have n- no re- like connection to, and yeah, I like actually, Dua Lipa. I actually don't like their music. Yeah, you're not friends with Katy Perry. I'm really not. No, I don't um, know Beyonce. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this, but uh, Kanye West, not your friend. Okay, great. No, it's when they like come out with like original lyrics, but like Kit written. Chimp, you, you vibe with that. <laughs> oh no no no, no like keep going keep going Kanye West's friend <laughs> no, I wasn't talking oh sorry <laughs> go ahead keep going son of a <laughs> um <laughs> now I know how Ricky feels god um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway yeah do you want me to keep showing you what it feels like <laughs> this man okay get those bleeps ready i think are you you done did you just throw down your mic the middleman doesn't matter i don't think the middleman matters because like think about when an artist dies nobody gives a about the middleman at that point everybody just wants to buy their art because they're dead oh it's it's what it's what ethan said it's like personal value where it's like you know if 
if I don't care about that person, it's like here's some handwritten like original lyrics. Like I don't, I don't care that it's written on a napkin. I don't care about this artist. You know, it's like it's it's cool. It's whatever. But if there's like a severe Harry Potter fan who finds one of J.K. Rowling's napkins, it's like they'll probably pay insane amounts of money for that. Well, but, you know, take away the consumerism aspect of like this is worth money, but like let's say let's go back to the C.S. Lewis thing. Both, I'm just giving to you. I say you have an original manuscript or you have just a hard cover copy. Which one are you gonna like? I'm like you can have either one. Which one do you take? Which one's more? Which uh, one? I take the original. Good looking. Yeah, do they look the exact same? I like I like older I things. Think there's something not. Uh, like financially valuable but like just valuable and like this is like what someone wrote yeah. and like the history behind i think that's like i like way history, more yeah, like for sure i would be way gravitate way more towards <coughs> the original manuscript than the hardbound or the, the like the hardcover copy because they wrote this like so you, this is like a part of history so you find value in history rather than in the object itself yeah cool that's that yeah what i was trying to get at I think the objects themselves, if should have intrinsic value, well, they do. But if you give like, me an I option mean, between a, one, I think you have to. That comes into consideration. Because it's right. It's like right. Like your kids give you a stick figure drawing, and you're like, I love this because it's from my kid. But you're not going to say objectively, this has as much intrinsic truth, beauty, goodness as a Van Gogh painting. I don't think so. Um, but because you have that relation to it, then you like it better. But isn't that all about, like, the experience you have with the piece itself? Uh, depends on what we're talking about. Depends. Yeah, I, I think similar to kind of what you're, what I think you're saying, Jared, is I think skill and ability is important, I think, when it comes to art. Mm-hmm. So, like, my friend Patrick, I like his painting because it's good. Like, it's not just thrown together splatter, you know. It's, you can see that it took a lot of skill to do what he did. And that that is an important piece of, I guess, art to me is that it 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 definitely isn't just scribbles or paintings from a kid, but it actually there's a lot of of care that went into crafting his skill. I kind of feel the but, same way about like woodworking, those kinds of things that require so much skill and attention to detail. Mm-hmm. That to me uh, increases the value. But didn't you also say art. that you wouldn't have cared if someone else made, like, Joe Schmo made that same exact painting? I mean, I'd care about it in terms of, like, oh, that's a skillful painting. Um, I could still appreciate it, but I think I'm, I would be still drawn to Patrick's because I know him. And that relationship is like, man, this is the thing my friend made, and it's actually, like, good. And, like, I appreciate all the music that I, I mean, I have really good like I have favorite music musicians, but I enjoy it because it sounds good to me. If I knew any one of them, I think it would totally change. So can we bring it back to in relation to the movie? Yeah. Well, hang on. If I wrote a song, Ethan, <laughs> it's called would Goofy you, Goof. You, remember, I said it has to be good, but wow, it, it came from me. You know what? That Never doesn't mind. mean it's good, right? But like, <laughs> if, is it good though? Could you get like, me? Like, I think there's still objective things that we can say this is good and this is not it's not all subjective oh it's good all right it's, it's, so how does, good, here's my question yeah. how, do, how does marriage relate to that mm. how does marriage relate to or a relationship yeah relate to what we just talked about 
or does it not? Because the movie seems to be concerned with those two things primarily. Art and marriage. Uh, Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm, go ahead. No, go, no, no, you go ahead. I, I was just going to, I have a quote from the director himself that kind of connects the two if we oh. didn't have thoughts, but please, like, if you'd rather. Speak. No, no, you go. Okay. I want to hear Abbas. So <laughs> I, I thought this was interesting because I didn't, like, take this away the first time I saw it, this direct. Um, and maybe it's because we had different thoughts on copies than maybe he did himself. Um, hmm. So after we've seen so many copies of something over so many years, the original stops us in our tracks. It takes our breath away. We're not all experts who can stand before an original and understand it. Therefore, without the existence of copies, we wouldn't understand originals. Mm. When we fall in love, we see everything as an original. We're the ones pulling the wool over our own eyes. We inflate the value so much and add so many zeros to it that we can't afford it ourselves. And when we can't pay the price, we start eliminating one by one the zeros on the price tag. We discount the price. Then we arrive at the truth. The point here, which I truly believe, is that access to the original is so is out of reach for many of us. Therefore, we should value and appreciate the copy. That's what's important. Brilliant. Ooh. Brilliante. Yeah, I need I need more thoughts on like appreciating the copy because I think I'm t- I think I'm too much in the camp of the other side. Perhaps in marriage and relationships, we are just we're human and so we're modeling things after what we've observed. Is this correct? Is this true for you? Wrong. <laughs> so we can't create some like I mean all relationships are like unique, but the way you know traits and uh personalities have been passed on and we're kind of you know a lot of us we carry things from our parents and we model things that from what we've seen and so um in a sense relationships are a copy of relationships we've observed but mm. that doesn't make it any less beautiful perhaps mayhaps that's <laughs> perhaps mayhaps <laughs> june haps <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it is less beautiful if you're trying to exactly copy someone else's marriage, though. Hmm. Right. I wasn't saying, like, try to be something else, but just... I think it's human nature to do things that we observe, even if we don't realize that. Yeah. Um, But it is true, like, yeah, you can't try to be something else, because... Are, That's just not being you. Are there any scenes in the movie that you think kind of align with that or bring that to the forefront of your brain? Oh, I have theories on the relationship between the man and the woman. Okay. But, oh, my God. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm on the spot a bit. Uh, you don't have, okay, any, like anybody. Just, like, does anyone, like, based off of, like, that those ideas, like, does the movie reinforce what Abbas just told us? To me, there's a couple um, theological things, I might even say, um, where we think the original relationship that we have, like, if between a man and a woman is the best thing ever. And then you start realizing who that person is, and then the value decreases, which guides you to the truth. So for me, um, theologically, marriage is an imaging of Christ's relationship with his people. So 
when you go into a relationship, you're like, this is awesome. I'm seeing this person for who they are originally, mm. or and I think it's got the most value ever. And then you realize they're imperfect. Your weaknesses get magnified in that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like this thing doesn't have the, the value that I thought it did, but it's guiding me to that thing that I thought that's actually perfect in comparison to my marriage that I had, which I don't think it's an accident that she goes into the church and takes off her bra and feels unburdened. Um, it, it sounds like it's almost a lot of people would be like, I can't believe she did that in a church, but it's like, it's almost like she's unburdening herself. Like that's the place where she can find that. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when he's staring at himself in the mirror, <laughs> he dips away and then church bells are ringing and there's like two different church bells that are, I don't know, in my opinion, they're trying to ring at the same <laughs> tempo or whatever, but they, they can't quite find that. And I mm-hmm. think that's kind of what the relationship is. They're trying to understand each other and they're, they can't quite get there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which yeah. is similar and uh, and also they have bread and wine at different points and she even takes a, he even ha- takes a bread into the church and it's like those are images of Christ's body and blood so I think there's some of that going on too but specifically in the relationship yeah mm-hmm. it's imaging that truth which is I don't know if that's his take on it but I think that's the correct take on it <laughs> um, whether he knows it or not I don't know what his mm-hmm. what his truth is I don't yeah. know if he's open about that yeah but no it's at least interesting that those pieces are in there i don't he doesn't strike me as someone that arbitrarily like slaps those things in the movie he's pretty precise on his images because even the husband asks he's like why are you going into a church which is probably like what a lot of the audience is thinking they're like why are you going to pray right now yeah one of the things that like i kind of make the correlation between marriage and art right is like thinking about having a copy of a painting like that right like you can't you know like marriage you can't not everybody can marry anybody, right? Like the people that are like the two people that are getting married have to be (laughs) compatible, right? They have to have a certain amount of love for each other. They have to have a certain amount of respect for each other. Um, Otherwise it's just not going to work. They have to like, kind of, I guess like kind of like a puzzle, like they have to like fit into each other's life. Right. Thinking about a painting, you know what I mean? Like Picasso can't just pick up a, a canvas and try and paint the Mona Lisa either. Right. Like he, like, so, so to be able to make a copy of a painting that was mistaken for the original for over 200 years, like that, that takes some passion. That takes an identical, or I would think a semi-identical mindset as to what the original artist thought, right? And then again, just to be able to, to have mistaken that for 200 years, right? So like the passion, the, does that make sense, right? So like oh, yeah. going, yeah, so that's, that's what I take away from that. <laughs> oh, that's good. And I think, maybe we kind of miss that in terms of kind of reaching for like total perfection and trying to like just make it work and so i i don't know i saw it like when they're at the dinner thing and like the the woman is like staring at like the the wedding in the Mm -hmm. background is like focused on this like whole relationship being like perfect and like ascribing it to be this perfect thing and then like the man's like not trying at all to me he just seems totally like self-centered on it and like kind of distracted and so i think like they're kind of just going past each other and like both have these broken ideas of what marriage should be is like no burden or like perfection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah because he at one point warns her against the idea or no it's the woman in the cafe where they get coffee where she's like you can't have the ideal Mm. like it's impossible so Mm -hmm. why can't you just be happy with being someone's wife Mm -hmm. and that's what he says to her at the end too it's like if we 
or maybe she says it to him. I forget who's, I think she might say it to him. If we could just tolerate each other's weakness and we'd be less alone. If we could tolerate each other's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So there's that yeah. sense too where it's, yeah, they're striving, some people are striving, they want this ideal so it holds them back or some people are striving for perfection or, um, yeah, she's constantly looking at the young couple um, and their happiness. And the truth is that that's n- never going to be reality. And the problem mm-hmm. with him is he's too harsh in how he communicates that to her. And he's too, like, total realist without being reassuring. And she's so, like, wanting the ideal and not facing reality, which yeah. is why they need each other. Yeah. Cause he, and he's, like, not meeting her where she's at or having any compassion. He just, like, cares about being right. Exactly. Like, in the, in the deal. And I think he loses... I describe him as a character that's all in his head to the point where he has like almost no connection to the heart at all. Mm-hmm. And so he just is like unable to engage with the like heart of the world around him too. Mm-hmm. And you can, I don't know. I see that even just how he's like interacting with the art around him where he's just kind of like, yeah, I've seen it before. It's the same. It's whatever. Instead of like truly enjoying it, at least doesn't, I don't, doesn't, I don't perceive that. Right. Um, <clears throat> talking about like marriage, like being that ideal and like the woman saying, you know, at least you're someone's wife like uh when that couple wants them to take the picture uh with them and Mm -hmm. he finally gets up and then that other girl sits down Mm -hmm. and she just looks super sad yeah and like and he's like standing over yeah do you think it's it i think it kind of paints that same picture of like um wanting this ideal of marriage sure here you're married to this man but like you look unhappy and not I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't know what the right word is. Vibrant. Filled yeah, with like it's not. Like, there's not this joy or love that can come from art. But hey, you're at least fulfilling this, or seemingly fulfilling this void. But is it really fulfilling at all? Right. Well, I don't know. I see that shot too. Is like wedding couple after wedding couple are going in the same spot to take the same photo. So it's kind of this copy of the same photo but the different people in it are like what makes it unique almost and like unique to their experience. But maybe that's disappointing to other, some people that it is a copy and not their own unique experience. Yeah. Right. Hmm. <coughs> but does, do our relationships need to be perfect or unique or do they just need to be maybe even simple? Like, or do they I need think to be copies good, that lead to the original? I think there's a good balance in relationships. Like all those couples doing, all taking the same picture. Um, ah, man, I don't know. Now you guys got me thinking. I got a question. Do we, Ask I, a question. I think we listened to the same interview or watched the same Criterion interview. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has that thing about... Maybe you're going to bring it up later. Men and women's yeah, difference? Never okay, mind. Yeah, never I, I won't steal your thunder. That. So, did, uh, I think that's cool fascinating. Yeah. Move on. So, um, he goes on to talk about the differences between men and women. And it sounds like he almost took two years between originally writing this to like consider if it was like a cultural idea of like the, separ- like the differences of men and women. Or if it's more universal, which was like the goal. And so, he thinks he got there. At least in general which i think even the the lady in the cafe scene kind of acknowledges they're like yeah there's exceptions to this so this isn't him saying every man and woman is this way but he said for many women the problem with their husband i'm paraphrasing for many women the problem with their husbands or spouses was that the woman had a formidable rival in their husband's career he says he found this largely universal for men and women and a 
Uh, sorry, then those are my own notes. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've observed this kind of idea in multiple films. Um, generally, kind of older films. I don't just as a general observation. I personally have not been married. I have limited experiences, but I would say this relationship does maybe resemble relationships around me in some way. So I'm just fascinated by mm-hmm. what you guys think of that. I really wish we had women in this conversation to. Uh, I would love that. <laughs> give another side but i yeah i guess would this be your guys's experience i know we only said all, all, uh, 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 no, it's funny. Yeah, i'm turning it's, into a woman i was so sudden it scared me i was like oh no i was trying to say eric is the only married person in this room so he might be the one with the but most no i had that thought we were watching this i, I got <laughs> most of the way through and i was like i've never deep dived like talked about this movie with a woman so i'd love to hear her perspective yeah like, me too a woman's perspective on this because I think it would be different than my own. I think she would, I think she would see the man's I think I don't know because she, she would see the imperfections yeah. almost clearer I think than I can yeah because I, I at least the first time I watched this I related way more with the guy in this and in the second time at least try to look through it way more through Juliet Pinocchio's oh, eyes oh interesting yeah. I've mostly always been in, on Juliet's side for the most part but I I get more in the middle the more i watch it yeah <laughs> there was definitely the argument in the uh in the wine and bread restaurant <laughs> that i was like i've had this argument <laughs> <laughs> almost exactly <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting um no i i'll just get this out of the way and say that my and jordan's experience probably wouldn't reflect that um you but i said it did no, 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 no. The overall kind okay. of like Sorry. how the woman Sorry. feels like the the man's job is is a rival. But I can see how like the av- like I don't know the average. That's so stupid. It's okay. the, the kind of like nuclear idea of like the man goes to work and the woman stays at home and the man's job is this envious thing that like he's always at work and his work he's a slave to his work and his work comes first and like i can understand that position of like the work being a rival um but it's just yeah if anything jordan has a better job than i do um and i don't yeah and i never really see her job as as something that's like i'm competing with um that only comes into play when she works on houses. Then it's like, oh, she likes the house more than me. Mm. But is our work our careers or is it something? Couldn't it be something separate such as? Yeah. No, it could be. Yeah. House. Yeah. Yeah. And in if we're, yeah, then in that case, I, I have felt those feelings um, before, but, um, but that wouldn't be. I guess if it's non-gender specific, then it can switch. The man can feel like the woman's work is is a rival. But um. I I think I see it more clearly. Not I mean in the career part a little bit, but more so in just their ways of interacting. Um, just how he's. I think this is. I don't think this is universal, but I think it's fairly universal where the man is a little more logical thinking and argumentative and um just kind of realist and she's wanting reassurance and she's like i wish it was just simple like even that joke right she's like it's supposed to just be funny and he's like no i'm trying to see this deep moral in it and it's just like we're Mm -hmm. they're both just misunderstanding where the other's coming from Mm -hmm. um 
which is what leads to arguments where it's not as if like one is more right than the other but they're just seeing it through a different lens and when they're not willing to listen and understand each other then which is why she's upset at him half the time because there was one moment i'm trying to remember where it was where she's saying a bunch of things and he's trying to solve the problem and you can tell she's just like i wish you would just like listen (laughs) Mm. instead of like saying these like semi blunt things about oh that's just how the world is and she's like but you're never there wasn't it when she was on the phone they're walking with the kid and talking to the kid yeah on the phone yeah yeah i would say like similar right like that's something that i'm going through right now in my life is like and that's kind of what i'm it's kind of what i was like insinuating in my previous comment is uh i've never like seen a relationship succeed where the couple cannot take a second stop and then genuinely take a minute to respectfully view it from the partner's side right and so like something that i'm kind of like learning right now too is no matter how irritated i may feel or be like man they have time to do this or they have time to do that why is it not happening it's also like they're busy and like they have their own demons that they're battling and they also have like their own problems and so taking a second and being like okay wait a minute like if i want this to work i genuinely need to come from a place of trying to understand what they're going through instead of coming from a place of frustration because they're just not understanding what i'm saying (laughs) yeah and i think i don't know i think i see like even if it's like this logic versus like emotional argument i think that yeah i kind of get what you're saying what, what i'm getting at is like i think even like someone like coming from the the logic side like the emotional side doesn't make sense but i think the emotion oftentimes comes from a very logical like place and that emotion is very real and so then there's this disconnect of like not acknowledging that that emotion is like really there or like coming from right place even if there's a disagreement on like what it's about i don't know whatever but like there's like yeah an importance of understanding where the other person's coming from in that that they are very much missing in this movie (laughs) (laughs) but i do love it when he takes the advice of the older guy yeah that was awesome just go put the hand Mm -hmm. on the shoulder that's one of those when i first watched this movie i'm like i always understood that but the second that like the older guy told him to do that and then he did it for some reason the context of this movie i'm like oh she really needs to feel safe and secure Mm. and that's like a husband responsibility in a sense like make sure she feels that way and sometimes it's just little things like that that's just like you acknowledging that she needs to feel that way not even like going crazy out of your way you're just putting your hand on her shoulder makes all the difference in the world well and because you're at least thinking of it and she can tell that you're thinking of it to add to that too right like just also on the other side of that coin the insecurities of hey i'm in a restaurant that nobody else is in (laughs) but i need to go put like lipstick on and put earrings on and he has to notice this and then walking out and then just like oh my god he didn't notice i'm hideous you know or whatever it was that she was thinking like it's also unlike it's the insecurity side of that coin as well oh yeah big time those dang corked wine yeah. Corked wine. That was, man. The, that was the real problem in the movie. Who cares if you put on earrings for me? This wine sucks, dude. <laughs> He's hungry. He needs a drink. He wants that pure wine. Well, they they share that face. nice moment where he takes the old man's advice and puts his hand on her shoulder, that reassuring hand, and then the fight and the big blow up ensues like right after. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. We get like a glimpse of like 
what could be, but then they kind of revert back to like this missing each other. Well, I think so I think it's like it's relationships like a dance where it's like sometimes we miss each other, but sometimes we get it right. And I think it's just a practice of learning of when to get it right or how to get it right. And like um, you never get it right perfectly, Eric. I'm talking to you as being a married man. I'm sure you've been you've been married for two years now. Yeah, I'm sure you always get it. And right. like, I, I'm sure you've been like, man, I got it wrong here, but now I'm going to get it right here. And now Jordan probably gets it wrong sometimes. Um, and then word season. You guys, we love it's, Jordan. It's like, it's like this dance. Oh, we definitely dance. Yeah, yeah. Does she listen to this podcast? Uh, not really. One of the reasons yeah, they good. fight, Skyler. Oh no, I'm sorry. She doesn't wow. I know that was sensitive. Hobby. Hey, listen, it's probably good that she doesn't. Man, carry on. Say whatever you need to say. Just let it out. Nice, My ex-wife. Nice. She's the best ever. My ex-wife always hates yeah. when I worked late. Wait, um, what? You huh? had a wife? Yeah, when I was 18 years old. Wait, really? what? You were 18? I was married for six months. Six months? Yeah. Why, didn't why, did it, why didn't it work? Can I ask that? Is I, that I was personal? working too much. Oh. I was working too much. Um, is this real? Is this actually? Oh, at the shoe store. I was like, what? So we're gonna uh, at Red Wing Shoe Store at the shoe in store. At Red Wing Shoe. Is that where you got that hat? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would I get this hat? In? Oh, I got my hat at a shoe store. Who are you? Like, who? Who? Who, who are, are you, Skyler? God. Okay. Yeah, who Let's are be honest. You? Let's be real. This is 2022. Okay. Yeah. What store just sells shoes? You know what I mean? But I worked at the shoe store. DSW. in 2015. <laughs> Not 2022. Did I know that? Did you say that? He did. Uh, he said 18. 18. He, that's fair. Well, I, I, w- I was 18 in 2013. So Is there Caleb, a point to this story, Caleb? Caleb? I have no idea what's going on. Okay. Is Go ahead, Ricky. Do you All think... Right. Oh, no. I was just saying, I think we've like talked a lot, so I'm actually just going to... We're going to wrap it up with maybe one last question here. You got on it. On the topic of... Oh, did you have something to say? No. Okay, no. I think Caleb had a question. No. Um, well, did I? I don't know. Okay. Jared likes to quote Abbas quite often with um, a quote about him saying some of the best movies are ones that put you to sleep but keep you up at night. Oh, does Abbas say that mm. too? I think that's from him. Is that like the original? I thought quote so. Of that? What did you hear it from? You're the copy. I've heard a lot of people say that. You're the copy. I, I at least thought you said that, but maybe I'm wrong. I've heard multiple people say he's probably one of the originals. To okay, say that. that was my understanding. Yeah, of I'm it. not an original there. I'm a copy. I I'm value a, what he said over what I, you said. I, I say that to get you back to Abbas. You know. Uh, Abba? So Abba? I was just wondering if you guys had any movies that fit that that framework for you, or uh, for those who've seen this movie, if this was one of them. That definitely fit the category for Mirror, I feel. I thought that was Stalker. Oh, you said Wolf of Wall (laughs) Street? The Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) 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 Wolf of Wall Street. That kept me up. Put you to sleep. (laughs) That movie's on cocaine, dude. But they put you to sleep. That's why it kept me up later. Oh, my lord. There's this one, like, seven-hour movie by this guy named Lav Diaz called From What Is Before. Is that that Filipino one that you watched? That Filipino movie was, like, 12 minutes of them just, like, singing. In the rain? Yeah. Oh. I want to watch that. Um, That's very slow and puts me to sleep, but I wake up happy. I'm like, oh, what did I just... I mean anything by Atchiapatong where's the call I was going to say Memoria oh, that was racist yeah, Memoria really did that Long Day's Journey in the Night Stalker did that for me a Tarkovsky. bit um, guys I want to give everyone you need to give yourself a round of applause real quick round of applause I think we're the first oh no one clapped okay oh. 
Good job. Well, think, you didn't. You didn't say for a, what yet. I think we're the earlier. first podcast about certified copy that didn't spend the bulk of the time talking about whether they were actually married or not. So I want to give yourself a pat on the back. But but I did want to talk about. No, but <laughs> no, it's so. But no, no. If you remember my original conversation with you was like we the movie ended and I was like, wait, because the beginning of the movie felt like she was a fan of his, and then in the cafe. It felt like she was pretending to be married, and in the restaurant, she called herself his wife. So I was like, <laughs> "It was like, what's a- happening in this film, dude?" And then, and then on the second rewatch, I looked at it through the lens that they were always husband and wife, mm. and it felt less ambiguous. It was like a collateral beauty type of vibe. Like you guys seen that movie with Will Smith? Oh, we don't talk no. about Will Smith on this podcast. <laughs> we're, we're actually doing a silent He's protest. On our list. Yeah, we're doing a silent Canceled protest. Yet. Caleb made Did us do a silent protest. <laughs> I, hey, listen, listen. I will say this. I will yeah. say this. This movie was a just kiss this microphone. This movie was a great example of that for me because I spent the first little bit trying to figure out what was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like really slow. And now I'm like. Yeah, and I'm still trying to figure out what was happening, but it's also like really good because it enacts like my mind to just keep spinning, and I'm like, okay, mm. yeah, because like I viewed it both ways. Like I viewed it with like, okay, they're strangers, and then halfway through the movie, I was like, nah, they've been married this whole time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it's very interesting, very curious. Yeah. yeah, and I think on the topic of art, I think that's oftentimes the best art, someone that you know encourages us to just engage with the world around us and think more. Mm. Mm. For my money, I think they're married the whole, or married or at least had a marriage the whole time. There's at least a long term. The only thing you posed in a thing that he has you disagree dementia. Yeah, there's a dementia theory, which is pretty. Now interesting. I actually have a theory that they were never married, but they I were don't once married to, to, to other people, and they were <laughs> that trying just because to he said he had a bad memory recreate their marriages with their respective spouses with memory. each other. Yeah, and there's also the uh, she was his mistress theory too. Ooh, yeah, okay. The only thing that throws I, me, but off. I. Uh, I, I sorry. Go ahead, Skyler. No, my bad. So the only thing that throws me off about it is the fact that the very beginning, like the the whole thing, where I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily know if they were married because she like gives his assistant or whatever her number, and then the kid is like, man, I was trying to leave, but she was just like looking at him all starry eyed and stuff. Where it's like, it kind of throws me off because I'm like, okay is like would would he not have his wife's number like you know what i mean yeah i think he's been out of the picture for f- five-ish years mm. i don't think he even knows the kids his see i wonder if it matters or if he's more just kind of trying to say that this could be an emulation of a marriage but still point towards what it looks like in reality that's the other theory right that kid is older than five caleb yeah I yeah but there was another kid remember no there's just one kid no there was another kid that we didn't see there's just one kid Oh my god! There's just one kid. Oh. Remember how he, for Remember years? how the kid walked behind Juliet Binoche, and then the dad walked behind Juliet Binoche. It's gotta be his kid, just right? Give another shout out to the cat. <laughs> All uh, right, reverse round of applause because we didn't do it. Okay. Lastly, I looked up the quote and I did have it wrong, but I think he said something similar. He said, "I really think that I don't mind people sleeping during my films because I know that some very good films might prepare you for sleeping or falling asleep or snoozing. It's not to be taken badly at all. This is something I really mean." Yeah, I love that. I actually found another quote too. He says, "I've never been a fan of warm milk. Just watch one of my movies. It'll make." 
make your tummy full and make you sleepy. <laughs> okay, you're not reading anything. <laughs> you're not reading anything. I believed you for five yeah, seconds. Yeah, here's another quote from him. Um, I'm actually not dead. <laughs> I'm the ghost of David <laughs> Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. Can you believe? I can't believe ABBA that's directed it, a movie. Okay, all right. right. Right after watering its home, and right that's here. a wrap for week one of reflections. Um, who is week two, Ricky, and what are we reflecting Ethan on should through be a reflection of? Real reflecting. quick, slick bit. Can you give a definition <laughs> of what you want in reflection? Nope, you got to interpret it yourself. Well, you have I, a brain. Is it, it Caleb or Ethan next? I thought it was Ethan. You son of a gun. <laughs> I think that the next movie should be Ceramics of Ilza. <laughs> oh, dude, we already watched it ten times. It's been on tonight. repeat this entire time. Is it actually? We've watched it ten times. Every time it ends, it. Jared giggles a little bit and looks to Skylar <laughs> and then it puts play again. Man, these ceramics are awesome. They, there's even a given competition of ceramics. Given our runtime, given our runtime, Time we've watched this thing ten times. This is in Poland, and they're making great ceramics. <laughs> and I, I um, notice something more about it every single oh my time. God. Ceramics are reflective, but I don't care anymore. So, uh, what are we watching next week, Kill. Yeah, guys, what are we watching next is week? Is it you or Ethan? I don't have a pick yet. I don't have a pick yet. Eric, you got a pick. Green Mile. You Nobody pick has a pick. He picked this I today. Pick? The Green the green Mile. Are there, are there, there mirrors <laughs> in that? Uh, I have thoughts on what I could pick. Okay. Mm. Okay, let, I don't me, let, watch me, let me let me throw out some. Let me throw out some, and you guys can decide. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, I got a couple too. Maybe. Suspiria. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I was thinking. Uh, we haven't done it yet. I will be uh, it's gone. A for all of us, Tree of Life. Anything with uh, Tilda. Ooh, Tree of Life. Uh, really? Years? Tilda's. Reflections. Oh. I was thinking Silence, maybe. Although I just watched that a little like six months ago, maybe. Wow, you're picking all movies that are like three hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Buckle up. Uh, I heard Mirror has reflections in it. We could have watched that. Yeah. <laughs> or Mirror actually would have been gonna a great. watch the final disc of season five of Boy Meets World that I have over Okay, there. Um, so, so we don't have right, any cool. good um, options. Uh, Ethan, what are your cool. thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. I think of... Um, let's see. Mulan. Your eyes have dreamier I mean, Mulan was immediately what came to mind. Um, I think... The live action, of course. Snow White. Um, <laughs> the live action of Snow White. Oh, Snow White? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Snow White yeah. because Shrek. the mirror? Let's go. Mirror, mirror dude, on the wall. 1930s Spoilers. Snow White. All right, dude. It's pretty good. Bomb. The Broadway version of Avengers. So I thought about that. Shrek, Birdman. Oh, Shrek Retold. Um, Birdman, wow. Um, cool. Um, who's your Bond know. of the Week? Oh, Bond yeah, of Bond of the, the Week. No, we I thought we ended this. No, we choose a uh, who we want to play James I, Bond until they announce the I, new one. I got mine. That could be years from now. Mine's Gold Bond. <laughs> gold Bond. Nice. It's a good it's one. Like gold it's a good one. It's a good one. Uh-huh. It's a good one. <laughs> who do you guys want? Sean Connery. It was fake. You want Sean Connery? Real. Yeah. He's dead. Right. Oh, oh, they do a week a weekend uh, at Bernie's. Oh, uh, no, I'm gonna take um I'm gonna take the uh, drummer from Coldplay. The drummer from Coldplay. Will, He's also dead. Will Champion. No. The drummer from Coldplay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Coldplay's not the Who. Did you have someone? Elvis Presley. Fighters. Um, <laughs> oh God. You know what? I'm gonna pick someone that's a little off the radar. Camille Cabello. A little bit. <laughs> I don't know. T Swift. Sassy. Oh, Billy Eilish. But, just right for the part. Lizzo. 
That's Skylar Peak. Oh, uh-huh. Skylar Peak is my bond of the week. Did you just call me sassy? Yeah. Thanks, Mine's Matthew Broderick. <laughs> I'm just not trying why, anymore. I just don't. I don't care. know why I didn't say this before, but I would, I would be curious to see David Tennant in the role. I think uh, it, it would be so. It would be such I a different type of bond. Yeah, a different type because he's like lanky. And I mean, old. How many actors have transformed themselves for a role, though. And old. Most of them. I think he's pretty danky. Did you Christian see me as that cat in this movie? I mean, well, he's yeah. What? It has to be British. I was a cat and certified cop. Could you do a British accent, dude? I'm. Could down. you do dude, your your again for it? Come on, Eric. <laughs> I my Gross. mic picked that up for Eric, sure. That's stinky. <laughs> None of them have been stinky. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay, speaking of stinky, this podcast is over. <laughs> Thank you. I just Thank wanted you, to Rick. say. Hey, we just hit the hour the mark. Longest, <laughs> that was we, an hour. That, that, long, that exit Garfield. was the longest exit lewd in film snap. And I do it again history. to spend more time with Eric, you. Eric, cut it all. I love you all. I just want to say that we Andrew didn't even Garfield talk about Julia Benoche. We didn't have Miller. time. We talked too long. Bye, Snobbies. Bye. I had ten other questions ready. Best acted movie. I love of all everyone time. here except for you, Ricky. Best two-hander ever. We didn't even talk uh, about Julia Benoche. I love you. Man.